Hello and welcome to another episode of Sports and Songs Podcast. We're on Season 5, Episode Number 9. This is the Songs Edition. Hello, Andy. Today is January 4th, 2024. How are you? I am doing well. How about yourself? Good. Looking forward to 2024 here. It's our first episode of Songs, first album review for the new year as we cross over into 2024. Uh, we've got a good one. We've got some, and we've got some concert tour music to talk about. But we got an album review today from Black Sabbath. Black yes. Sabbath. Um, you know, you know, they go way back, and you know, people have one, um, I guess, uh, stereotype of them in the band and Ozzy, and then you do an album review like this, and it's and it's much different. But they're really competing with Zeppelin back in the late '60s and early '70s, right. with that with the rock and roll, the heavy sound. And we're going to review today master of reality. Andy, here it is. Master of reality. I've never owned this album. Andy, uh, have you? No, I've listened to, I've listened to it this week when we came up about it. That's really about the only time I've really heard a lot of these songs. Uh, same That's here. If I did in the past, heard them, someone else had it, but then nothing struck out of me. It's like, Hey, I remember that song, you know? Yeah, this is the third studio album by English heavy metal band Black Sabbath. And that's the phrase they use on Wikipedia, English heavy metal band. Released August 1971. So we were just born. We were just youngsters. We were just you know, one year old, if that. Um, and this this album, you know, once again, I think it's way ahead of its time for the, for the music. But it's regarded as some of the foundation of doom metal, stoner rock, sludge metal. Yes. Very and interesting we'll get, terms. And we'll get into some of that uh, later on in the show, but I, I was interested to see that, you know, as well. So it's considered heavy metal in the studio. They recorded this in London. Now, like you said, I didn't own this. You didn't own this. Uh, reviewing this album, uh, several of the tracks I've never heard in my life. I went through and just, you know, listened for the first time. was quite interested. But the rest of the common songs are, are well known that, that we all know yep. and love but let's go through the the track listing first and we'll get into the details song one is sweet leaf everyone knows that one right i mean that's that's one of your basic one of the best songs i think uh that got me into black sabbath yeah uh, yeah it's just it's it's just one of the best uh the song the lyrics the composition the music it's very heavy as well but of course you know they're talking about marijuana and those guys uh, that that lyric, I think, written by Geezer Butler, but the song was about the relationship that the band had with marijuana and the love affair or the relationship that they have had with marijuana, and that's just yes. what they, you know, these these this was their life, and this was that was what they did. Yep. So very good. Song two was ever forever. Song two ever forever christian song actually one of the probably one of the most uh, powerful Christian songs there are out there, and. Mm -hmm. I don't think many people know that I, including myself, did not until I read the lyrics of what that song is really uh, about. Once again, Geezer uh, Butler with the, you know, the, the Christian background there. Song three is Embryo, which is just an instrumental. It's really the intro to Children of the Grave. Children yeah. of the Grave. Yeah, that's the song. The only one they released off this album is Children of the Grave. And once again, they love to have songs with grave or or dark and doom. But the whole song here is, once again, it's anti-Vietnam War, kind of anti-war message and what to do. Not just, these aren't just hippies uh, saying we want to get into love and 
and uh, let's have love and hippies and smoke some weed. But these guys are giving, you know, action, making action items to say, hey, do something about it. You don't like it, you know, do something about it. If not, you're going to turn out to be children of the grave. That's the message. And yep. so very good lyrics, uh, once again, way ahead of their time. Next song is Orchid, another instrumental. And these instrumentals, uh, I mean, when you listen to the bass and the, and the lead guitar on some of this stuff and the drums, these guys were way more talented than I gave them credit for. I did not know that, you know, Black Sabbath back in the day was, uh, I know they were popular, but they were not uh, magician uh, musicians as far as how good, you know. Um, yeah. Tony, Tony Iommi, some of these these guys, uh, Geezer Butler, uh, so unreal. The next song is Lord of This World. Once again, very good. Very good lyrics. It gives kind of the pros and cons. It talks about uh, God and Satan, God and the devil back and forth. And it goes about that, which something I never knew once again was very heavy in these Black Sabbath songs. They're really, these guys were like a striper, Andy, almost Christian rock. Good I point, yeah. Next song is Solitude. And then the final song is Into the Void. And so they've got some soft stuff, some musical masterpieces on this album, some very soft uh beautiful music on this black sabbath album and then they've got songs with really good messaging and lyrics and of course ozzy osbourne with the lead vocalist but a lot of this uh, they weren't written by him he was singing the lyrics he was singing had to learn the lyrics tony iomi does the guitar um you know on a couple songs plays the flute plays the piano and is it true that he was in jethro tall at one point I heard that too. Yeah, he did do a little uh, stint with them. Yes. Wow. Yeah, big big name. Uh, Geezer Butler bass. Some tremendous bass on this. And some of the videos that I watched uh, this afternoon, looking for looking forward to this review is, you know, if you watch this guy play the bass guitar, these guys were so far ahead of their time. Bill Ward on drums, uh, the late Bill Ward. And so that's the band. So before we go any further, Andy, what are your thoughts on this on this group? Well, you know, and you look at the stuff too. This is their third album. They, okay, not not sunk a boring reporter, but they had grown as musicians through these first three albums. Um, for this one, they uh, what was the word I heard? They did they uh, turned down the the guitars to get more of a a lower sound, more of a oh tuned down. Yes, they tuned yeah, more, down more of a depressing sound. You get that stoner rock type sound. Um, and I'll say this, and I'm not going to sit here and beat my chest saying I'm burning one, but never done the drugs, and I still like Black Sabbath. So there, you know. Yeah, it is. Everybody um, assumes that it was, but it's just nice to, you just want to relax and just have that stoner mentality, if you will. I just need to just calm down and veg out for a while, and this would be something you'd listen to. Yep. Yeah, same same here. The music stands on its own, and it's very, it's fresh. I mean, it's it's. What I listened to this afternoon, it um, it's it sounds like something that could be out and released, um, you know, now currently. So yeah. what they did was they downtoned, you know, t t Tony Iommi downtuned his guitar. W what I found is that it was in an effort to reduce some string tension on his yeah. on his lead guitar, making the difficult making the guitar playing less painful for him. And that because sound like everybody else either. Yes, and uh, the pain was a result of a factory accident years years earlier, where he had the tips of two of his fingers severed. So he plays guitar left-handed. So he had two fingers on his left, 
on his left hand, is that right? Uh, severed off, and that's why it's painful, or was it his right hand? It had to be his right hand if he's playing left-handed. It had to be off his right hand. Okay, so... I, mean, I hear that story, but yeah, that explain why I play left So he had... It was very hard for him because the, the pain to go into those tightly wound strings was, was painful. So he loosened him up a little bit, thus tuning it down. Well, Geezer Butler on bass did the same thing and down-tuned it, and so they were the first band to really come out with this sludgy... Um, heavy deep deep sound and so get this once again later groups 20 years later bands like smashing pumpkins uh, Soundgarden, and particularly nirvana yes had this same sound to it and you know andy i'm a big fan of the 90s uh seattle scene and yeah. i think this is what ties it together because i love this early black sabbath stuff i just just the sound of this stuff is awesome and because it's so heavy and dark and sludgy and and dark deep so could you almost call this pre uh grunge rock then it almost it almost was pre-grunge i mean if grunge used this as an inspiration this was you could almost categorize this as a grunge or early grunge if you will yeah and i did not i did not know that that's why these guys were very heavily influenced by this some of those 90s bands especially the, the drumming and the heavy guitar work that were down tuned you know chris cornell and soundgarden and allison chains would really down you know, tune down their guitars to make it uh, very different sounding altogether. And they were, this was all very, uh, they were very uh, impacted by these guys. Um, very, very interesting. So I did not know that was, that was all good, interesting uh, stuff. You know, Stoner Rock was a huge influence, especially on this album. Bands, they said in the UK and the US, like Caius, uh, Caius? Monster Magnet, Sleep, and Orange Goblin have all cited Sabbath uh, as a defining, you know, this album is a defining of their era. This one album with the with the musical. Uh, very, I wouldn't say it's uh, haunting, but uh, very good stuff. All about different things, the lyrics, but boy, these these songs, very mellow music on uh, the ones that are not the hard hard rockers. But Ozzy, good, good voice. I read somewhere too on this that, you know, they they tuned their guitar and their bass down to make it deeper. But all Ozzy did was was sing higher, and that was not the point. It was the point was to have him sing lower too. But it it, it worked. It, it worked that he sang the higher, and uh, I guess uh, whatever. But I was uh, I was surprised. Very good stoner rock. Very good sledge sledge metal. The other thing, the last thing I've got is the the producer. And he was Roger Bain, longtime pr producer. And they they were, when they first did their solo and their second album, they didn't know their way around the studio. Didn't, right. they weren't familiar with it. They, they were recording, they were a band. And so they hired a producer to get things set and to go along with it the second time around for their next album, which was Paranoid. They felt a little more comfortable. And then they got to this one, Master of Reality. And it's and it's master by the way. Some there's reprints. There's a lot of errors that say that's masters s masters of reality, but this is master. So after they did this, um, Tony Iommi was dutifully taking his notes, and he says, "You know what? Uh, we don't need a producer anymore after this." So he did the producing after taking his notes and learning his way around the studio, uh, the recording studio. And he says, I think I got this. I can take this where we want to go. We don't need to hire uh, that extra expense of hiring someone to come in to do this. And he took over with his musical talent. I did not know that 
uh, as as well. Uh, what are your thoughts uh, there from the musical side of things, the studio, recording studio? Yeah, like I said, you know, they, they learned how to do it. You know, Tony was kind of a wanted to learn. He had this thirst for knowledge. He wanted to, to be a better musician. And it wasn't a cost savings thing. It wasn't a they okay. can't find a producer. I think he just saw how it was working and thought, I can do this. Yeah. You know, and that first, that last producer said he'd worked a lot, worked with a lot of other bands. But if you look at the numbers, he only did like one or two albums with a whole bunch of different bands. He wasn't like, hey, I've done eight albums with this group and some of that. He did like one or two albums with a lot of bands. So he had his fingers in a lot of stuff. Yeah, and uh, one magazine called it, uh, this, is, this album is included in the list of 50 heaviest albums of all time. Uh, another one, it was ranked in the 500 greatest albums of all time. And it was also described as one of the greatest sludge metal band, the sludge metal band of all of them all in its prime. Not the album, but the, uh, yeah. yeah, the greatest sludge metal band of them all while in its prime. And so well, if they invented it. I guess they should be the best at it, but. The uh, the same magazine ranked uh, the album 34th on its 100 greatest metal albums of all time. So this album went double platinum, but it was very different back, you know, back back then. Uh, the reviews and the critics didn't really know how to how to place it or how to categorize it. And yet, like I said, they were kind of comparing themselves. Their fans were kind of the Zeppelin fans as well right. as far as the musicianship in those early times, but. There wasn't a lot of copycats out there doing this. Uh, so I, I liked it. Really enjoyed their stuff. Uh, Paranoid, I love. Uh, but Sweet Leaf, great song. And some of the others are very good as well. But did not know about the Christian content. Um, yeah, even Ozzy today is very religious in, a, as a personal, in his personal life. And when you hear stuff like that, and you know that going in, and you hear some of other stuff, you can kind of hear that tone in there. Um you, you don't have to be Striper to play Christian metal. I mean, yep. there's a lot of other guys who listen to their stuff. It's kind of got that backwards backwards Christian message, if you will. One artist that comes to mind right now who's very religious, he wasn't in the heyday of his career, but his later stuff, he catches interviews now, Alice Cooper. Um, So just, if you listen to an Alice interview today, He's going to be very spiritual. You go back and listen to him 25 years ago, not so much. So don't get those things confused either. Yeah. Um, what are the songs uh, that Af Ever After More song, uh, reading the comments, uh, saying that really is one of those songs that turned people around and, and brought them as a youth. You know, Many people are listening to this stuff as a youth, thinking it was hard, heavy metal stuff, preteen or junior high kind of stuff. And they said, what really turned me around and became the Christian that I am? I showed it to my friends in Bible school and had my... Bible school teacher, you know, read the lyrics yeah, of the yeah. song to the class and tell them how much uh, what this all really relates to. And these guys are really the master of reality. And so they were getting it back then. They were getting the big picture, the big, right. the big image as far as things were going. Uh, that's all I've got for that. Should I bring up your? Yes, I got my notes are all organized here. Here we go. Let's bring it up Finalize and take a look at it here. I'll uh, nice. take down the image. Oh. Yes. Saw this on CNN today there, Dan. Oh, there we, I like we that. It. We made the big time. It was on the uh, podcast. Yeah. All Breaking news. Company. CNN <laughs> reporting. 
If it's on That's CNN, awesome. it's got to be real. Yes, it's some great information. Of course it is. Yes. You know, if it's on CNN, it, it's happened. So. Love the image. That is pretty good. We've made it big. All right. Rage Against the Machine has said they will no longer be playing or live together or touring anymore. The drummer said the band's kind of breaking up. Um, they've had a good run. They kind of did their last stuff, but a lot of bands have been together for a while. They don't all last forever. Now, this doesn't mean there's going to be a reunion tour next year, but there might be stuff here and there. Don't go out and buy all their stuff because it's going to be classics because they all broke up. They yeah. weren't that good, but just don't look for new stuff is what I'm trying to say. They are they're going to hang it up for a while. The Oak Ridge Boys singer, Joe Bonzal, he announced he's retiring from touring with the legendary group. Now, they've been here a couple times recently at uh, Medina. Joe would be the one that I guess, yeah, I know they're a quartet, but he'd be the lead singer, the one with the mustache that does most of the lead vocals. Um, he said on his his X account or his Twitter account, pretty sure Joe still calls it Twitter too, just like we do. I don't see the Oak Ridge Boys calling it their X account, but. Uh, many of you know I've been battling uh, the slow onset now for four years of a neuromuscular disorder. I'm now at the point that walking is impossible, so I basically retired from the road. It's just gotten too difficult. Uh, I've had a great 50 years, and I'm thankful for all the Oak Ridge Boys, band, crew, and staff. The constant love and support shown to me through it all. Um, got on to say here another report. Um, uh, taking his place is going to be a guy named Ben James, who has toured with the band as part of a bluegrass group, Daly and Vincent, and has already got some shows under his belt with the Oak Ridge Boys. So they are going to still keep going on. Um, the Oak Ridge Boys is a band, as we know, are like 130 years old. And you look at a couple of guys, I think they've been there the whole time. Um, they're going to keep going. They keep doing stuff. I think you're kind of see them cycle through now. So uh, if you saw them the last couple of times here at Medina, you, you saw, saw some goats, if you ask me. But uh, yes. get ready to see the new group coming through and see if they can still carry that type of music on. Tesla on tour. If you look at there, January 27th, Prairie Lake. Oh, wait, sold out. So um, I'm not going to mention any ticket company online because I, I don't know which ones would do what for you, but. Into buying tickets online, scalps tickets, if you will. Go for it. If you want to see Tesla this year at Prior Lake Mystic, it's going to be a scalp ticket. Yeah, that's interesting. That would be a good show to see. Um, now, do they have a new album out? Is that right? Yep. Yep. One they recorded uh, at uh, uh, Sturges last year. And and they you know, keep pushing out albums every couple of years. It's unreal, yeah, yeah. this band. I would love to go see the old stuff. Or the mid, you know, the mid to old stuff. I don't know much of the current uh, well, songs, but these guys have always been good. You know, if you talk to Jeff in the break room, he's got some hookups on that stuff. He knows guys. I'm sure. Or you go see Mike down at the mall too. He can hook you up. Yes, uh, that would be a good show. Any one of those sites, you know, they go they're, cr they're crossing over a bunch of the a bunch of the U.S. here in various spots. You know, the, the mm -hmm. Vegas House of Blues. Bunch of nights in Las Vegas. There, yeah. Fun to see that as well. Four play, they're gonna be playing at the New Germany City Hall. Uh Fat Boys has got sponsors. You gotta go to Fat Boys to get your tickets. 
So that's going to be kind of confused. That's why I'm putting it up there. Playing at the New Germany City Hall. 10 bucks in advance, 15 at the door. We'll go buy your tickets down at Fat Boys. Yeah, and that's that's a pretty good venue, I've heard. It's it's pretty big. Yeah. It's I think it's right next door, but it's the city yeah. hall location, the old building there. And they can fit a lot of people in there. Mm-hmm. Good times have been had there, or so I've been told. <laughs> 10,000 Days of Tribute to Tool. It's going to be at Bogart's the 2nd of February, along with Stone and Echo, a tribute to, the perfect cir- to a perfect circle. So there you go. So that's uh, Bogart's is Apple Valley. That's off. That's a, you know, that's a Groundhog's Day show right there. Yes, I have a birthday party that day to go to. Oh yeah, every every year I'm sure. Yes, two of them. The boys' birthday is that day too. Now we do want to see. Uh, we do want to see this band. Uh, and I, and I, you know, when it comes up here the next, they, they do make their rounds. I'd like to see these guys. I've heard good things about Ten Thousand Days for sure. Hybrid Theory, uh, Tribute to Duncan Park, and Mad Alice, Allison Chains and Mad Season. February 10th down at the Nordic Brew Pub. So there's another date, the chance to go see those guys. Yeah, so so mm-hmm. I've never been to the Nordic Brew Pub for a show, but I've seen them setting up there. It's a small, intimate setting, a great place. And if for a brew pub uh, with a stage like these guys, it's a very good place to play, a, a very good place to see live music there's like a separate room Um, you're not in with the restaurant area and the bar very cool place actually Uh, mad alice would be a great spot to see those guys 21 plus ten dollar cover there you go and just don't forget if you go there you get a band t-shirt you can wear the shirt if you've seen the band you don't go wearing a band t-shirt unless you've listened to the band it's very disturbing when you see youth doing that well, uh, I see a lot of, uh, yeah, it's, it's common to see a lot of Nirvana t-shirts wearing that kids are wearing nowadays. Yeah, and you know they never went. So just stop, kids. Stop. And, and that's all I got. I am going to have notes next week about the uh, Metal Hall of Fame. Recently, I uh, had some inductions. We'll have that up on the next, one of the next episodes coming up. We've not forgot about our friends at the Metal Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's always uh, always very good. How, how many inductions this year? A handful of bands. Uh, let's see. Um, let's see if I got some names here. Uh, Mick Mars, Sebastian Bach, um, Carlos Carrazzo, the guitarist from um, Quiet Riot. And so, yeah, that's some guys going in there. Um, and also, um, yeah, that's it. I got some other stuff. Don't want to spoil too many names because, like I said, it's kind of a small venue. You got to find it online to watch. I don't want to give away the whole next special episode, but I like the fact they put individuals in that, like McMars is going in. They take the individual out of a band to put him in. Yeah. And speaking That's of McMars, if you could hear his solo stuff he's putting out now, incredible. Yeah, that would be a good thing. I have not been following, but him as a musician, uh, very good follow. We've put some of it on our social media, but if you just go look it up on YouTube or his Facebook page, the new stuff McMars is putting out is just, it's different than Motley Crue stuff. Mick was a big blues guy. He was a big Jeff Beck fan. So take Beck, the louder you got McMars. Very yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. All That's right. Have a good week, everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye. See you.